Hello. Welcome to the You're not, You need to talk into the microphone. No, it's funny when I don't. No, you need to talk to, <laughs> into the microphone. Like No one can hear you. It's funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. Welcome to Tutune's Podcast. I'm Bo. I'm Brandon. I'm very close to the mic now. Is this better, Bo, that I'm right on top of the mic? You do you, man. It's making you feel some kind of way. That's a weird sound. That is a weird sound. Because <laughs> like, there's air and also the sound. Yeah. Um, so what do we what do we do here besides go insane? Uh, we answer a question a week now. Yeah, let's do that. That's fun. We'll save it for the end. Oh my god. I I, I dug it. It just took up a, a long time. Who cares? I care. Well, you don't listen to this podcast, so I do listen to this. I actually I do listen to this podcast. I it is, it is one of I, my must listens. When I'm like, I got nothing else. Let me go back. No, it's because also it's been far enough away. I think at this point, it's it's on my feed. As far as like, I, I have a playlist. Is like listen to first, mm. and I and it's to right right now that that feed has has seventy five no six sixty eight podcasts in it, but they're all like the the the. Um, music business one the new music business so we can we talk about how maybe like six months ago or so maybe not even i don't know mm-hmm. uh i the iphone ios whatever like changed the way that the the setup is of of the podcast app sure and it's super annoying now i just i dislike it there's is too it? much there's too much happening it used to just kind of give you them all like here they are here's all the ones but now there's oh, like, like other crap and, like, like in your listen now like it doesn't yeah. it doesn't give you yeah I, there's you, just you too just, much going on you go to your library yeah but that like that should just be the default well it's like not. go to latest episodes yeah but like i gotta hit like three buttons to get there yeah i just want that and then i have like so you've sent me different episodes okay Can I talk about my new phone yeah uh, <laughs> so like you've sent me different episodes and then there's like a whole section underneath like up next that's like shared with you and i'm like i don't need that I don't need that to be there. Oh, like episodes that I share and with then you? Like, you, you can delete like, and You can delete stuff. those. I can? You can delete those. I discovered that today because you had sent me. I'm like, why? I listen to this. Why is yeah. it still here? And how, do I, how do I get rid of that? I think it's like you either hold it down or you swipe it. Swiping is not working. I can do see all. No, like you go to the thing. Stop it. All right. I'll have to figure that out. But Oh, I did figure out though. Remember like weeks ago, weeks ago, I was, I was talking yeah. about how... I pulled up or I opened up the music app. Like I don't use Apple Music, but I opened yeah. up the music app because we were something we were talking about on the show. I was like, oh, I definitely have that. I think it was Ellie Goulding. Mm-hmm. I was like, I definitely have that one song by her on Apple Music because that's what I used to listen to before I had Spotify. And I went to like check what it was. And then ever since then, every time I get in my car, it starts to play just random things from my Apple Music library. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't listen to this. I want my podcast app to be the first thing that opens up or Spotify or whatever. And it kept doing it. And I was trying to figure out a way to make it not do that because I was like, yeah, you know how like apps can go to sleep if you don't use them for a long time? Yes. And I was like, there should be a way to make it do that. There mm-hmm. is. It's called offloading. And I finally figured out how to do it. Cool. You have to go like into the settings of the app and whatever. But I made it do it. And now it doesn't play anymore. And I'm super excited. <laughs> <laughs> So, what do we actually do here? We talk about two tunes. Great, let's do it. Who's first? Me. Um. Yes. Yes. Whoever was last last week. So me. Got yep. some. Do you like jazz? <laughs> do you like jazz kids? Yeah. How would you say this person's name, Bo? You're the resident expert of butchering people's names. Sergey. Ooh. Sir, what? 
Go ahead. Did I get right or wrong? Um, I think wrong, but go ahead. Uh, sh- Sergey is probably like the right way to say it, like in the old country or whatever, but like <laughs> Americanized Serge. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it'd be Serge. Serge. Maybe Sergey. I hadn't thought about I think that actually. It's Sergey. I mean, probably like, like, originally like, yes. Is it span? Are they Spanish? Uh, no, I don't believe so. I don't know what their and then roots like would be. and then, then uh, I feel like it's Shalof. Eastern European Shalof. Shalof. So uh, the way I say it is Serge Shalof, but I'm not Where actually they sure. They were born in Boston. Yeah. But I feel like their parents are probably not. Born in nineteen twenty three. I think yeah. it's Sergey. Maybe. Sergey. Well maybe it was either way. S E R G E C H A L O S. The son of a pianist and composer, Julian. Yeah. Whatever last Julius. Name. Julius, you're right. Uh born of Russian parentage. So there's the Sergey thing. Yeah. yeah, perhaps. I feel like Sergey usually has an I at the end of it though. Sergey? Yeah. S-E-R-G-E-I. Like all the hockey players I know that are named Sergey. Like, so then maybe this is like Serga. But I. But again, I feel like it would be like Serge. Like Americanized. Serge. Yeah, like like Serge Tankian though. Like from, uh, uh, he's Armenian, but from, what's that band? I don't know. Oh my gosh. What is that band called? System of a Down. Anyway, Serge Chaloff, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Barry Sax player, baritone saxophonist, uh, originally from Boston. Are, are you ready? Hold on, hold yes. on, hold on. Wait, no, that's that. Is it going to pronounce it? I, I, I did, yeah. Okay. It's Serge. Yeah. Anyway, great Barry Sax player. Um, I am a Barry Sax player myself. Uh, not as active as I'd like to be, but that's kind of been my main axe for a long time. Uh, so I'm always like interested in hearing, you know, good Barry Sax players. My question is, why aren't you playing more ska? On the podcast or in life? In life, man. I, I Why aren't you I've picking it up? I've never played any ska. You need to play more life. ska. I should. That'd be fun. Anyway, uh, Serge, uh, great Barry player. Um, he was only active as a professional for about 20 years. He ended up passing away when he was um, pretty young. How did he die? Uh, car accident, I want to say. Okay. No, spinal cancer. Yikes. Wow. Um, yeah, ended up getting sick. Um, anyway... Uh, great, great Barry player. Kind of, I think, in the general jazz world, not as known. Um, but, you know, from saxophone players and Barry players especially, kind of like really revered and respected. Um, he's got an interesting sound because he plays up in the upper register quite a bit, which mm-hmm. when you think Barry sax, you think like, oh, yeah, you got the low notes and stuff. And mm-hmm. like in a big band setting, yeah, for sure. You're the big cat, you know, playing the, playing the low notes. But in a solo setting, you're going to play maybe more mid-range and upper range um, with occasional, you know, jumps down. But I guess he got started on tenor. Mm-hmm. And so that tenor sound kind of like leached into i guess his berry playing a little bit like some people said like he almost sounds more like a tenor player he just happens to be playing this bigger instrument it's almost to me like when i hear trombone shorty play trumpet he sounds like a trombone player playing trumpet like it's just it's just that different sound quality and stuff you'd expect from one just happens to be on this other thing so um but yeah this is off of um his his album which is really great it's called blue surge um it's got a great cover too, like a it's really classic like jazz album cover. Um, it's the the first track off of it. It's called "A Handful of Stars." I I don't know if he wrote the tune. I don't think so. Um, I think it was written by other folks and has kind of become I don't know a jazz standard, but um, 
maybe like a really, really, really lesser known one. Because like if I pull up a handful of stars, some of the top uh, hits are Glenn Miller, Surge, um, Nat King Cole, Stan Getz. You know, so jazz people, but again, not like super, super well known. But yeah, it's just a good tune. Shows off his playing really well. So what do you think I'm looking up right now? I'm so people at home. <laughs> I'm at a computer. That's what Bo's always on the computer. That's I why am. he's often silent. I'm looking up other stuff. So normally it's like, hey, you know, I'm I'm doing research as we as yeah. we do it. So what do you think I'm looking up right now? Because uh, you keep saying search. You're looking up the drink. I am looking up the drink. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. So Surge. when I was in college, I referenced this last week, I guess. I worked at the YMCA. I was a summer camp counselor. And one of the the trips we would do each year was to um, Little Buffalo State Park mm-hmm. to the pool that they had there because that's really all there is to do there is the pool. Uh, and in their, um, uh, what's it called, concession stand, mm-hmm. they had Surge. And like in 2004, 2005, 2006, it was like the only place you could get search because it just didn't exist anywhere else. And so we were always excited every year when we went. Me and a couple of the other counselors were like, oh my God, we can get search. So. Mm-hmm. You can get it at Burger King? Now? You can get it at Burger King. Really? You can get it at Burger King. All right, fair enough. All right, let's listen to handful it's of out stars. of stock at Walmart. Great. <laughs> what was Surge's um, uh, catchphrase? Oh, I have no idea. I don't either. Sound like this. <laughs> Twice the caffeine. <laughs> Just the tenderness of those low notes when he drops down too. So here's the thing. I don't... I've never listened to saxophone enough to uh-huh. like really distinguish the sure. difference. The timbre and stuff, yeah. Yeah. So if I did, like, like I wouldn't, like, well, which one is this? Yeah. I'd just be like, oh, it's an alto, because I that's short, whatever, right? Default. But obviously, I can see that it's lower notes. Yeah. So it's like, but oh, even the range is low. Like he's playing in the upper range. Yeah. But compared to the upper range of a tenor, certainly compared to the upper range of an alto, it's way low. It's octaves lower. You yeah. Know? But to me, there's like a beefiness to the to the higher end of this because it's like, the barry like a, sax is a big saxophone do you know what yeah. i mean so like yeah, yeah. even when you're up high it's like hearing a, a a bass singer who's usually down here like singing up here like there's like a weight to it and okay. like a i don't know beefiness is the meatiness or something is the word i'm coming up with but now reminded of uh, the, the tomato talk sure i saw beefsteak tomatoes at the store the other day <laughs> It's a little like halftime. Yeah. So you know how like when when we when we when we listen to this stuff and we talk over top of it, like when we so hip hop like we don't want to talk over top of or like things that are like lyrical centric we don't want to talk over. Jazz improv is kind of the same way. Is it? I I to me it is because like I mean I feel bad. That's where his all his stuff like you got the melody, but like this is where he's really. Showing off to us, not yeah. even showing off, just like he's saying all the things he's come to say on this tune. I, I guess I need to listen to it more, but it, it doesn't. Bass solos is where you talk. That's where that's the joke. Talk over the bass solo. There's a Far Side comic about that too, where they're interrogating somebody, 
and they're like, now we'll get him to talk. Brought in a bass soloist. <laughs> <or something. laughs> but I brought in Adam Neely. Yeah. Like I listen to this and I'm like, I'm like, okay, cool. But most most ambient or not ambient. I mean, yes, ambient. But ambient music or instrumental music that's like the chord progression is pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Like it's trying to think. It's of probably an A B A. Yeah, like yeah. 32 bars, like the American songbook form. Yeah. Where... Like this is the B section. I dig it. Mm-hmm. And if I'm like... I, it doesn't focus my ear mm-hmm. as much as other things. Okay. But I'm not trying now. Mm-hmm. But then he's not even playing right now. Yeah, but the piano's taking solo. Yes, yes. I totally get that. But like, I'm drawn to this piano solo... And I was talking over top of the. Now it's baseball. Now it's time to talk. talk. (laughs) I love the bass solos because, like, whenever bass solos happen, everything just kind of disappears and gets quiet. If you listen, sounds like the drummer's playing on the stand of the hi hat, maybe, or like at the very edge of the cymbal. No, no, he's eating dinner. (laughs) He's 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 cutting up a steak rhythmically. piano player usually goes up higher to comp as well just to get out of yeah even mid-range like, 100%. Just get out of the way I, I i love that type of stuff of like like how you oh, it's uh, almost like the orchestration of it exactly yeah exactly like well oh i'm gonna get up here because like he's gonna be taking all that stuff mm-hmm. down there so yeah. it's one of the challenges we have in like working with big bands is when you have guitar and piano is like how do you both comp well, the piano can cover like a giant range yeah, of stuff. Yeah, but so traditionally piano sits right right around the middle or whatever. Middle. Yeah, it's also like if you go with big band in particular, if you kind of follow like the Count Basie, Freddie Green thing, Freddie Green is just like chunking quarter notes, almost yeah. more like, so he's like acting more like the bassist. Mm-hmm. Now they're trading. So I'm kind of thinking of where the, if the piano is sitting right around middle C, mm-hmm where that is on the guitar so that's like <sighs> shred I like you can hear the keys too it's kind of cool yeah I don't know where you'd sit exactly like where I where I would want to sit is kind of like in that same range uh-huh. it's really close now yeah Oh, like, turn around. He's like, what's going turn around this? Yeah. That's where you turn around. Come on, man. Yeah, those those low notes just jump out at you because like he's he's, he's spending so much so high up. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's up there like so much, and then like that you can do that, and I guess yeah. you kind of have to be in that world of like listening to saxophone and, and all of them to kind of understand where everything kind of lives. Yeah, because like I don't not expect those to happen, uh-huh. but if I listen to more, I'd be like. 
Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, now I get it. Oh, he's well, up here. but even like the the leaping from like the extreme upper range to not like the extreme lower like r- lower range, but the lower like jumping down two octaves is kind of not expected mm-hmm. in general. Any anything. Um. So it, it is. It, yeah, it really like pops out when he does that those couple times. But yeah, just a great player. Um. He, he played with um some some big names and stuff. He was part of the the Woody Herman band that became like the four known as like the Four Brothers band. There was mm-hmm. like a famous tune they did called Four Brothers. He was one of them. Um. And then he did some work with like Count Basie, like in an octet, like a small setting. And then had these. I think it was like three albums he did as a leader. And this is kind of like the most like the biggest one. Um. But yeah, I it's a name that I've sort of heard like over the years, and then I just like a couple months ago was like, you know what, diving in, gonna listen to some 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 surge, and I just really like this album a whole lot. So, yeah, any other thoughts? Just that this is a a, uh, a very contrasted episode. Yes, yes, music is very <laughs> very quite different. Yeah. So, are you ready to not be? super Am chill I and react relaxed to rock and, and this song in general like the so we're just gonna dive into it unless you got any more to say nope let's go for it uh we're going on to the uh silver scene side of things lead singer syndrome is the podcast that that the lead singer shane told does here's my question yeah. and you can't answer me this at all okay like shane's the singer but I don't think he always sings, and I don't think he always writes. Uh huh. Because yeah, I don't I, think he Silverstein, wrote. I don't listen and have not listened to much Silverstein. Every I time I hear them, I'm like, "This is good. I should listen to more of this." And then I just, I yeah. just don't for whatever reason. I mean, I listen to Shane Told's podcast every week, and I'm like, maybe I should listen to more of Silverstein. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I really like? And I I haven't gone back to it in a few years. He did like a three track EP of his like solo thing oh, yeah, called yeah. river oaks yeah yeah which actually there's been a song of that that i've loved for a while that i should just play on this podcast but um but yeah like listening to the river Oaks stuff and then listening to this mm-hmm. i'm like i don't know what which one you are on here shane <laughs> yeah like um, I, I i i know his voice mm-hmm. um but I don't think he sings on this, but he doesn't sing all of this. And I don't know if he's singing other parts mm-hmm. and I just don't know. Also, I don't know if he wrote the lyrics because like the, Apple music has like, it gives credits, but I don't know if it gives you all of the credits. Mm-hmm. Um, and so his, who is it credited to? Uh, Paul Mark uh, Russo. Paul Mark Gosler. <laughs> mark paul gosler yeah but uh paul mark russo is the newest member of of silverstein okay um and it seems like when he joined the band he just started to like write everything okay is he from some other band i assume uh he was like their their guitar tech for a really long time oh, okay and then then they let or he the old guitar player left and then he's like hey you you know us mm-hmm. and you're good. So you're moving on up. Yeah. You're part of the band. And like his name is on almost every single song. Gotcha. Like Shane's not on every single song, but yeah. this guy is. Um, so what I do know about this song and a, it's not, it's not the single of this. It's, it wasn't a single of this record. Um, unless it like just came out. I mean, it's the version you sent me is a single. Okay, cool. 
um, I don't know if there's what order they they release, but I know that like mm-hmm. they did it's over as a single in November and then ultraviolet in February. And then if they did release this as a, as a single, it just came out as a single right before the record, which came out um, May 6th. Yep. Um, and I listened to, I was like, I, I should just listen to this new record. So listen to all the way through. Um, and then I, this wasn't like the first choice. It wasn't going to be the first choice, but Mm -hmm. then, uh, they talked about it on lead singer syndrome the week after it came out. Yeah. And, and like, this is two songs that are smushed together. Mm -hmm. Like they had two songs that were about like a minute, minute and a half, Mm -hmm. or maybe like they were shorter songs. They weren't like, they didn't feel like it was a full song. And they decided, how about like the the lyrical meaning kind of means the same thing. So why don't we like smush them together? Mm-hmm. Actually, maybe this isn't a single. Yeah, what's up now? You're just thinking of other things. Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. I four, thought it was five, six, seven, eight, nine. This is off of their tenth album, tenth studio album. Yep. So this so yeah, this song is called the Altar slash Mary. So they call it Altar Mary. Um, it's off of Misery Made Me, and it sounds nothing like what we just listened to. Correct. Especially at the beginning. But also, it's like, it really feels like it's like three songs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because yeah. like, and like, they're not like, oh, it's smoothly transitioned. No, some songs like just jump in. Mm-hmm. Like I was listening to it, and then I accidentally fast forwarded, and it's like, like not even that long, like yeah. just like two, two lyrical lines yeah. forward. And I'm like, oh, that's a huge jump. <laughs> Like, but it's like when you, show. when you actually listen to it, it's like, okay, it's, it's, it's a little bit smoother, but still it's like, yeah, what are you doing? So anyways, here it is. I'm feeling ready. <laughs> so that is Shane who's singing, screaming. Okay. Which I don't really have any idea what this is about, which I don't think the beginning of it is the best part okay like like it's it's just in your face and like you yeah. you can see the kids so that line the right there i have to like listen more to get all of the lyrics but yeah. that line about like at the base of the ivory tower like bodies line up yeah and then that this part is the altar i'm assuming yeah. it's like worshiping at the altar of like government big business yeah something that's just actually killing yeah. people and not giving them anything you know and then i don't know who the singer is here that is not shane uh-huh. and i don't know if we're into the mary part i think the mary part is very obvious when that comes up personally. okay but i like the yeah the, like i need to get better guitar because <laughs> like i could probably do this but i just don't take the time to like try to figure this out yeah. i'm like i'm a good chord that the way he says right just yeah. Right? It yeah. just. This is more like Santanez or whatever, like that section. It's more. Yeah. Yeah. It almost reminds me of like A Day to Remember, like one of those kind of bands where they like yeah. very much have like. They're heavy, but they definitely have like pop influence in what they do. Yeah. Like the chord progression is pretty uh, predictable. Yeah, it's straightforward. Yeah. Like bum, bum, 
But like that's kind of odd, uh -huh. but like in this genre it's not. Yeah. That's two two sixteen two seventeen. Yeah, and yet, like this is Mary. Yeah, or, or sorry. Yeah, Mary. Yeah, yeah. And what I like is as those chords are coming in, that it's affecting the vocals. Yeah, like that's where the harmony is uh -huh. is in those. So you have that. Um, Oh, what's it called? The instrument. The saw wave? It, well, no, no, it's like the vocal thing. Uh, it's not a talk box, but it's... Um, Just like vocoder? Yes, vocoder. Like Auto-tune kind of? It's a vocoder type of thing. Yeah. Because like, they're playing that chord, and that's what the harmony is. Okay. And that's, that's Shane yeah. again. So okay. I don't know who that middle voice yeah. is. Maybe it's Mark Paul. It might be. Paul Mark? Paul Mark. Paul Mark. PMR. They don't call him that. When I searched his name, Mark Paul Gosselaar came up. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I also spelled Mark incorrectly, so I think that was part of it. Which this is so weird. Yeah. And like, if you consider Silverstein a punk rock band, this doesn't no. give you that. I wonder why they chose to put these two as one track. I mean, obviously they, to them, it I, goes together in some way. Like I'd have to like look they, at the lyrics more or like something, well, but or the, listen to it more. There were two short songs yeah. that they didn't want to expand. Oh, he said and, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Shane, Shane said this on yeah, yeah, yeah. Lead Singer Syndrome. Sure. Two short songs that they didn't want to expand on, but then they looked at them and they're like, they're kind of the same meaning yeah. behind it. Okay. No, I get that. So, yeah. Yeah. But and you could also just do like, they could be two separate tracks. Well, the first one could probably be that. The second thing is would be more of like it's so short it's it's really again, short like, I, don't know. I think that's too short but also for a song. I, I buy it together like I, i'm mm -hmm. not making an argument either way i might sound like it but i just am like yeah that's an interesting thing that you that you know if you were in that band or whatever you'd have to decide like how you're gonna present it yep so we got time for a question a listener yeah. question from the same person so, yeah, whatever. <laughs> from last week no one else is asking questions i mean christian asked what did christian ask Christians, 10 questions. Oh, you sent 10? Did everybody send 10? Did we tell people we, to we, send we 10? We told people to send 10 questions. Oh, I don't remember that. And I don't some remember of anything, them, but... Oh, my God. This is not good. <laughs> Sorry, Christian. Yours weren't as good as, as, as Ms. Bell. Here, You know what? So for those that listen out of order, last week, the question we answered was like, what? is your favorite podcast and we yeah. said here's 50 <laughs> each so what's this yeah his, his his questions i'm not gonna you don't care for them i'm sorry christian step your up your question are, game yeah christian. like ask real questions your name sounds like a question if i pronounce it wrong so maybe that's why your questions are wrong. i don't know i'm just all right this this one like i don't know the answer <laughs> okay too i mean i think i do but this we is can christian's discuss one of christian's? no 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 this no, no, this, this, is, this is a misspelled question okay 
Um, who brought up the idea for the podcast and who got it rolling? Bo and Bo. <laughs> Did I? Is it me? I think so. Is it all me? Um, I definitely probably asked you, we should do a podcast. Oh, for sure. Because I probably say that to like a lot of people. Well, you've you've said several things to me that we should do. <laughs> no, like, rec- we, let's record this or let's do this or whatever. And we like, should. We just need to. I, I, I have a lot of ideas. Sure. I just need somebody to motivate me or okay. be like, all right, we're doing it now. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, all right, for sure. I'm, I'm there. Um, yeah, for I'm the the podcasting was for sure your idea. Um, I don't know that you had the idea. It was just like let's do let's a do a podcast, and I was like, yes, I like this. And then I guess between the two of us came up with kind of what it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going back now like a year and a half or whatever, so it would have been like fall of twenty twenty. Or like late summer of 2020 or whatever, we started discussing it. Because we did, we recorded the first one like in October, I think, of 2020. Yeah. And then we released January of 2021 was when the first episode like officially came out. But I wonder if I can go back into like <laughs> my texts. I, yeah, if I it was text or, or, or we talked about it on the phone or whatever. But um, yeah, that's, so it was Bo's idea to like. It's all my idea. To do it. And then it was both of our idea to like make it happen. Um, the name, I think I talked about this way long ago, came from a former student of mine, Allie. Um, she, I, I posted on Instagram, based, or I think we both did, like on our stories, like, hey, we got a podcast, here's the basic premise, mm-hmm. what do we call it? And she came up with two tunes, um, which is great. It's like so simple, um, but also it gets the point across. And then you're the one, you do all the technical stuff and everything. I literally just show up and like spout nonsense. Yeah. And then you do all the other stuff. So I think... It was also your like, all right, I got the setup here and we're going to do this and this is how we're going to record and whatever. So yeah, mostly you. It's all me, man. This is, this is my whole thing though. I've had this conversation a lot recently in in different things. Um, I'm not good on the creative side from like the get go. Mm -hmm. But if I have, if somebody presents some things or presents, I'm better. Yeah. It's also the same way I say like, I'm not a good composer. I don't think, Mm -hmm. um, but I'm a, I'm a pretty good arranger. Okay. Give me, give me the, give me not even like the meat and potatoes. Give me like even like a rough outline or something. And now I can come in and do some things. So like, I'm not going to write the TV show, but I'll do some punch up on the script. If that kind of makes sense to you. Like that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, and I've done that in like, marching band or like into a drumline and stuff or like musical and whatever like i can't come up with this stuff initially but you know give me some stuff so same thing like you're like oh let's do a podcast i'm assuming either you said or we both kind of said we're gonna talk about music in some way and then i was kind of like oh what if we like share some music or whatever like talk about music and whatever seriously scrolling back through your uh, but here's here's the problem i'm to september of last year (laughs) good god yeah. while you were talking i've been doing it that's amazing so yeah that's kind of it what's another question that they had oh, but then i gotta and i'm gonna lose my place <laughs> all right um um oh actually you know what this is this is a good one okay number four here isn't good because it's like it's Jeez. like for the record people i'm not <laughs> selling I'm, that your I'm, questions i'm are judging all these questions what's the i, I feel uh, the okay because I, I know that the, the joke i make like with my students yeah like when they're like this is a stupid question I'm like there's no stupid questions just stupid people who ask questions <laughs> not not even my line and whatever it's, it's kind of like there's no small parts just small, small actors small actors yeah yeah okay okay who or what that doesn't make any sense <laughs> or what was Jeez. the first show or concert you went to and what was the most memorable part? Okay. So the first like actual 
concert I remember going to. Uh, I was in seventh grade. It was my friend Dave's birthday. We had a sleepover at his house, and we went to see Audio Adrenaline and the Supertones at was Giant Center open or was it still Hershey Park Arena? I feel like it's probably Hershey Park Arena. The most memorable thing from that show, besides seeing, I was most excited about the Supertones. I hadn't really listened to a lot of audio adrenaline at that point, but mm-hmm. I loved the Supertones. I still like the Supertones. Um, do you know the Supertones? I do not. Christian ska band? Uh, obviously the ska band. Yeah. But anyway, they, um, so they were like, I think they were kind of like co-headliners, but it was really like audio adrenaline show. Mm-hmm. But the most memorable thing to me was we had floor seats and the lead singer of audio adrenaline walked out during the one song stepped over like stepped on seats walked up to like the seventh row or whatever Mm -hmm. that we were in Mm -hmm. walked down our row towards where me and my friends were Mm -hmm. and used my shoulder to help himself get down to the ground so he could then like walk around the floor touched me (laughs) but that's the most memorable thing and also i still have the posters that i got at that concert of both of those bands I should get those in frames or okay. at least the supertones one. Cause again, audio adrenaline, they're cool. Weren't one of my favorites, but yeah. How about you? Um, so first off, is that the first concert you ever went to? Or I is don't that the know. first one that you, I don't know. Remember? I mean, seventh grade, what am I? 12. It was like 95. So okay. like maybe I, I'm sure I probably saw something like on a smaller scale before that. Okay. But that was probably the first like big time, Mm-hmm. whatever because i don't think i had gone to see like i definitely don't i definitely didn't see like kenny g or anything when i was younger like that's as much as he's whatever mm-hmm. he's probably the reason i started playing saxophone okay um just because like my mom listened to him a bunch and mm-hmm. i like saxophone and whatever like based on him and some other people of that ilk but um i didn't go see him when i was like a kid or anything mm-hmm. so but that's one that's like the first one i can remember all right yeah so mine I know what it was. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one was which, though, and I'll explain this. Okay. So, um, if Hall, Hall and or Oats, <laughs> <laughs> no. So, if you were on tour uh-huh. in any band, uh-huh. really, like you kind of like you hit Cleveland, you hit Pit, you hit Pittsburgh, sure, right? Like those are like yep. two dates, and those dates are going to be like the next day, Thursday right? and Friday, yep. or it, or mm-hmm. it might be like a week later, like depending on the band, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but like they're going to be close together. Yeah. So my. F- one of my two first shows, both of them were the Moody Blues. Okay. One was in Cleveland. They were just inter- in- two of them were just interviewed on WTF. By the way, you should cool. maybe check that out. I didn't listen to it yet. I'm but. not a Beatle or a, a Moody Blues fan, but okay. my mom is. Okay, sure. So it was me and her, and we went to see the Moody Blues, yeah. and we went both to both shows. Oh, okay. Uh, she It'll... was part. She was part of the fan club. Can you name some Moody Blues songs? Um. I got like Knights in White Satin. Yeah, I think that's it. Well, here's the thing: like, there's an album like um, that 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 album is just like a day in the the, the life or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. So like mm-hmm. Knights in White Satin is like near the end of that record. Uh-huh. Plus, Knights Knights in White Satin is totally a marching band song. Like, if you, especially in the '90s, okay. Like, I I believe that that our marching band did that and christian can probably answer this as well because he probably played it Uh um but nice and white satin it's it's a thing Mm -hmm. um there's something about tuesday like tuesday afternoon or something days of future past by the way yeah that's yes that's that's the record and it's like it's 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 all about london's london festival orchestra yeah but we went there um i remember sitting close up because 
my mom was far, part of the fan club the fan club um we had candles okay. right because like they you know instead of they, that's before they had cell phones with flashlights uh-huh. <laughs> um and you didn't they would be like we're gonna do like you know we're gonna give you candles because like it'll be really cool to like have lighters up in the air right yeah create that atmosphere um and i forget which show it was but my mom's car broke down uh-huh. and then we had to like go with a friend to a hotel and this this is by the way i'm just like looking up their best of and i know none of these really songs. i bet i do but just not by name yeah like i can't look at your wildest dreams and start singing it no no clue but again i'm sure that i've i'm certainly the only one i can think of nights in white satin yes never reaching the end yeah yeah um so that that band moody blues car broke down mm-hmm. had to go stay at a hotel for a little bit there you go and we were only like two hours from home yeah it's my my first concert that's cool and what's I, the first concert that you like that you went to like that i can remember you're like i'm bo i'm going to this concert not my mom took me or not like like that like <laughs> that concert that i went to was like this was for my buddy's birthday yeah you know like four of us got to go or whatever um Is probably like a like just that like a it's like a rock show like in your local venue or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i remember going to this venue uh what was it continental records or something i don't even know it's it was just like a warehouse mm-hmm. in erie and the the most fun i ever had at a show was this show where it was a uh, spring-heeled jack or spring-heeled jack okay they're a ska band uh-huh. it was such a great time yeah like it was awesome, and like I had played shows, like I was playing shows at that time with like my, you know, my best friend, um, in our little th- local. I mean, it was that venue, but also what was weird about that venue is like they kept moving the stage. Okay, like it was in one corner in one week, and then it was yeah. on another corner the next week, and then like behind this. No, maybe it was IQ Records. I don't know. It's just like a bunch of yeah stuff. Like just going to like it was it was after I had discovered punk rock. So after, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> was it um, survival of the fattest? Yeah, Th- that that yeah. <clears throat> that comp. That's like the third one, maybe second or third one. I think it's the second one, yeah. but yeah, definitely the second or third one because the first one is like fat, fat music, music for, for fat people. Yeah, yeah, which I didn't get that one. But then I got like every that might have been like the that one. They might have been on the third or fourth one, but I got that one yeah. after I got like the third one or something. <clears throat> so, uh, Jay, the guitar player for the Code, uh-huh. best friend, um, he's like, "Yeah, you you won't like this," <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay." And then I listen to it. And I'm like, "This is awesome." Yeah. Like, why wouldn't I like this? Nice. Like, and that's why he doesn't know what I like, which is everything. I like all music. Yeah. My first show that I can remember being like, I'm going to this. I want to go to this. It was actually at my church, my old church yeah. when I was in high school, middle school and high school. Um, actually, mostly middle school. So I think maybe this was in like eighth or ninth grade. We hosted a band called Goaty Hook, who's like a Christian punk rock band. Okay. They were on Tooth and Nail and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they played a show in our in our church. And it was pretty cool. But that was like one of the first ones I remember like, yes, I'm going to this thing. Again, it was like at my church. So it wasn't like that big a deal. But um, it felt kind of like probably like one of the shows that you went to just because it was like a makeshift stage. And, yeah, yeah. you know, it was like quite literally like in our assembly hall or whatever it was called, like where we would have youth group and stuff. So 
was super fun. It was also my definitely my first punk experience live. So, yeah, cool. Thanks for the questions. Spring healed, Jack. There you go. Christian, apparently, you need to step up your question game. <laughs> so you do. But yeah, this is fun. Give us just talk about some other stuff. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. This, is, this was no. seventy five. This is seventy five. Sweet, that's a cool. It's a it's a cool good milestone. number. Yeah, <clears throat> it is, man. Twenty five. We'll by the end of the year. We'll of course, obviously we'll be at hundred by yeah. the end of the year because yeah. that's how time works. It's wild. Though. <clears throat> so yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for interacting in any ways possible. Go on the Discord, talk about some stuff, share some stuff. Subscribe. Subscribe, like, like review. Uh, review, yeah, that's super helpful. Um, Five stars. Preferably. Uh, share and post and things on social media. You know, if we talk about a favorite band of yours or like you just discovered a song from us, tell people about it. So that'd be, that'd be cool. We check the Discord regularly. I get notifications on my phone all the time. Why do you? Okay. Because otherwise I won't see him and I won't check it. Okay. So. Anyways. Oh, uh, never mind. We'll see you later. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs)